You're listening to the Refined Hippie Podcast. Welcome, friends. I am your host, of course, Rebecca Henson. It is so great to have you here. Today's episode is just me chatting about some subjects that I am excited about. For the past month or so, I've had on some really amazing guests, and I've had a blast being able to sit down and interview these people. However, I have a lot of fun being able to just sit down by myself and dive into some subjects that I am passionate about talking about or think would be useful information for everyone. Today, I am going to chat about some vitamins and minerals that are common deficiencies and are common concerns as well that come up for people who become plant-based or want to be plant-based. But I want to say that these are deficiencies that happen to people on all different diets. And honestly, they are actually more prevalent in meat eaters, mainly because Oftentimes, people who are eating a lot of meat are not consuming a lot of fresh fruits and vegetables, which, of course, contain a wide variety of nutritional components. So as opposed to, you know, someone who's eating plant-based who is eating a, a large array of fresh whole foods. But before we get into that, I do want to explain the difference between a whole food plant-based diet and a vegan diet. So I consider myself a plant-based vegan because I try to focus the majority of my meals on whole foods. So this means lots of different whole fruits, vegetables, whole grains, nuts, seeds, uh, beans, legumes, lots of different colors. I try to incorporate sea vegetables in there pretty often and I try not to consume a lot of processed foods. I also try to eat seasonally and locally. Of course, this is not 100%. I do eat bananas, which we don't grow here in Charleston. But I definitely am focusing on a lot of, like I said, whole foods. I am a vegan for the animals, for the moral and ethic uh, parts of it. But one can be an unhealthy vegan just like one can be an unhealthy carnivore or omnivore. So the idea that if someone goes vegan, they're automatically going to be unhealthy or deficient is completely false. But of course, if you're eating a bunch of processed junk food, then yes, that can certainly happen. But that can happen, like I said, on any diet. Most Americans today are deficient in a lot of different vitamins and minerals because they are not eating a large consumption of whole foods. The average American, I think, eats as little as 10 to 20% of their daily intake is fresh fruits and vegetables. So that that number is just di- dis- disturbing. It's insane. I mean, the main focus for all of us, to, which should be to try and eat as many different types of fresh whole foods as we can into our diet. And this would go for someone who's a meat eater as well. They should be trying to consume as much whole plants as they can. So there's a little bit about that. And if you are eating a large array of these fresh foods, then deficiency most likely shouldn't be a concern for you. However, there are many other factors that can come into play. Women who are on birth control or have taken it in the past can be deficient in many different things. Magnesium deficiency comes from birth control use as well as zinc and B vitamins. So that should definitely be something to look into if you're on it or have been in the past. 
there are definitely other factors that can go into it. Um, so sure, you can be eating a ton of whole foods, but maybe your digestion is not perfect, so you're not going to be absorbing them as well. Stress can cause digestive problems. So like I said, then you won't be absorbing the nutrients like you should. The soil in this country has been depleted and stripped of many of its minerals, which is where obviously the fruits and vegetables get their minerals from. So you can be looking at a tomato, which appears perfect. It's beautiful. It's, you know, ripe and red, but nutritionally it could have half of what a tomato 50 years would have had. Uh, You can learn more about the soil degradation from Zach Bush, MD who is one of my idols. (laughs) There are some great episodes with him. Um, Probably my favorite podcast episode in the history of all podcasts was with him on Rich Roll's podcast. Uh, I think the first one is episode 353. Yes, I looked it up. And the other one is 414. Also, there's a super recent one, that he dives into spirituality. So he's done three altogether on Rich Roll. Highly, highly recommend. I cannot stress how highly I recommend them. Um, I've listened to them several times. I think they're amazing. Um, So definitely check out that. And as far as supplementing goes, yes, it is just a supplement. Supplementing is just that. It's a supplement. It's not the end-all be-all. You can't out-supplement a bad diet just like you can't out-exercise a bad diet. You can't out-supplement a bad lifestyle. So, you know, I supplement. I don't do it every day. I do try to take a probiotic about every day, but I'll get into some of the other supplements that I take further in the episode. But again, I don't think that I can just take a supplement and everything's going to be fine. This would be the same mentality as, you know, pharmaceutical drug use being that you can take a pill and all of your problems will go away, which is certainly not the case. So let's get into it. These are some common concerns for people eating plant-based diets, but that also should be concerns for anyone. But it is true that people all of a sudden become nutritionists when somebody says that they're going to eat more plant-based or they're trying to go plant-based or maybe they are plant-based. People all of a sudden come out of the woodworks and they are all of a sudden nutritionist. I don't know why that happens. It just does. Obviously, the protein question comes up, which we're not going to go into that. I've already done an episode on that. Um, earlier, you should check the protein one out. This is just solely on vitamins and minerals. The top on this list are probably the most common deficiencies across the board for everyone. So any diet, those are iron, zinc, and calcium, probably in that, in that particular order. The first is iron. This is a common deficiency among all people. Over 20% of women in America don't have enough. And obviously all those women are not plant-based because <laughs> we are a very small percentage of the population in the United States and 50% of pregnant women are low in iron. For men, you know, it's a much lower percentage. It's around 3%. So definitely for women, it is a bigger concern. You know, if you are healthy and are menstruating every month, then you are losing blood every month that you should be replenishing through your dietary intake. 
So really, yeah, it's a concern for all women more. Uh, iron deficiency can cause anemia, lightheadedness, fatigue, and iron absorption, you know, comes from the digestive tract. And, uh, you know, when you're absorbing it through the intestinal tract, it's a very subtle process. So poor absorption is certainly among the main reasons for uh, low iron intake. A little information about iron. About 5% of the mineral content on the Earth's crust is iron. This mineral is found in every cell of our bodies. So the hemoglobin molecule, which is essential in carrying oxygen throughout our system, contains contains between 60 to 70% of the body's iron. So if someone is lacking in iron, then they are producing less hemoglobin and therefore supply less oxygen to their tissues. I personally have experienced this and can talk about it firsthand because when I was very sick years ago with my autoimmune disease, which was a digestive issue in nature, um, I was not absorbing the iron through my food because my digestion was so messed up. And I was also losing iron because I was bleeding uh, continuously for a couple of years, eventually depleted all my iron. I had no idea. I went and had an alternative treatment in England, which I spoke about, I think, on my autoimmune podcast episode. But I truly believe that procedure would have been much more effective had my iron not been completely deathly low. I had absolutely no ferritin, which is your iron storage, and I had barely any iron. So even though I had this alternative treatment that should have worked, my body had no iron and was not supplying any oxygen to my to my tissues or my organs. So my digestive tract could not repair. So there's an example of how important it really is um, and what can happen if it's low. So I have had my iron checked and it's perfect right now. I've been a plant-based vegan for three years um, and I'm doing great. So yeah, however, it can cause a lot of issues if it's low. But meat and iron have definitely been synonymous with each other. But doesn't anybody remember Popeye? You know that cartoon, like, I don't know, in the mid-century he wasn't downing a bunch of dead animals. He was stuffing his face with spinach. Now, of course, that's a little ex- extreme, but you get the point, right? There's also been some talk in the past about heme iron, which can only be obtained from red meat. And it has been said that heme iron is easier and better absorbed. However, There have been many studies coming out recently linking heme iron with esophagus and stomach cancer. So there's a lot of connection with heme iron and cancer. So if that should not be something that you are looking into or trying to consume. So what are some plant-based sources of iron? So here are some of my top and I suppose my favorite ones would be lentils, soybeans, tofu, chickpeas, black beans, Uh, For grains, quinoa, brown rice, and oatmeal have a lot of iron. Nuts and seeds have a lot, uh, particularly pumpkin seeds. They're probably one of the best. And cashews. And then, of course, your dark leafy greens, your Swiss chard, spinach, collards, kale. 
And if you add in some vitamin C, that will help with the absorption of the iron. So just add in like a squeeze of lemon to, you know, some sauteed spinach, or if you're having a smoothie, add in, you know, a squeeze of lemon or some orange. And it also adds kind of like a whole new level of complexity and flavor. The next on the list is zinc. This is a very common deficiency and does have a strong link to the soil degradation as well as getting lost during food processing, particularly the processing of grains. So zinc is commonly used in wound healing. I use it when I feel like I'm getting sick or um, it can also be very helpful for skin issues. So the minimum daily intake is 15 milligrams. So usually, you know, I would suggest like 15 to 30 milligrams and a chelated zinc is usually uh, better tolerated and absorbed. Now I will say that there is more zinc found in animal products, especially oysters, but that doesn't mean you have to eat animal products to get zinc because like I said, this is a deficiency that happens across the board, meat eaters and vegans. So you can definitely get your zinc intake from plants. Uh, Brazil nuts are very high in zinc. I try to eat a couple a week. You don't need a lot of them. Um, I just maybe like a handful. I mean, sometimes, like I said, I keep them in the fridge and I keep them in a jar and I'll just kind of eat like one or two um, a day. I haven't been doing that as much lately, but I've been really on a pumpkin seed kick, which are super high in zinc. So pumpkin seeds are a great source for that. Pecans, ginger, mustard, chili powder, and black pepper, as well as beans, legumes, and whole grains. They are going to be a little bit more difficult to extract the zinc out of them because of phytates and the fiber, which um, they bind some of the zinc in the gastrointestinal tract, making it more difficult to absorb. So a way to get around that is definitely to try and soak your grains before you're going to cook them. So if I'm going to have brown rice or whatnot, I will soak it for a few hours in water. It doesn't have to be sprouted, but that will help. Uh, sprouting is like next level, you know, get rid of the phytic acid. But soaking is a great is a great way to do it. So like, you know, if you're going to work, put some brown rice or some quinoa or whatnot in some water to soak. And then when you get home, then you drain it and cook it. Also, by soaking, it will make it cook even faster. So that's a plus for sure. And again, a concern for females who have been on birth control, uh, zinc is definitely one that can be depleted from the consumption of those pills. So you should definitely think about that as well as people who are older or um, young people, adolescents or infants do need a little bit more zinc in their diets. The next nutrient that we're coming to is calcium. For most of my life, like many of us, I have only associated calcium with dairy. Calcium is one of the most prevalent deficiencies in the U.S. It's estimated around 30% of people in the United States are calcium deficient. Calcium is one of the most abundant minerals found in the body. As many know, it's important in developing bones and teeth. It's also very important during growth phases of our life. But there are a lot of different factors that can come into play when we're talking about calcium and how it's absorbed. Uh, there is a ratio 
with the intake of calcium and phosphorus that's really important. So this can kind of get to where it's tricky. Um, and those who have diets high in phosphorus can lose even more calcium through their urine, resulting in calcium being pulled from their bones. So phosphorus is found in meat. <laughs> uh, so this is one reason why a lot of people who eat a lot of meat can end up being calcium deficient because it's being extracted uh, from their bones. So that's just something to think about, you know, the phosphorus calcium imbalance that can happen. Um, some foods that are good sources of calcium include broccoli, cauliflower, peas, uh, beans. I really love adzuki beans and soybeans. Those are two of my favorite, which are really great sources of calcium. Also butternut squash and many different types of nuts, Brazil nuts, almonds, hazelnuts, and then different seeds, especially sesame seeds. And then tahini, which is made from sesame seeds and oddly enough, figs are high in calcium. And vitamin D, I just quickly mentioned that, which is important for calcium's absorption, also plays a crucial role in maintaining bone health. And this uh, vitamin is considered the sunshine vitamin, so it can easily be obtained by enjoying the sun without sunscreen. So rule of thumb is to go outside during the peak sun times, which obviously vary during the seasons. But if you were just out there for 15 minutes uncovered, then you will, you know, absorb all the right amounts of vitamin D that you need. So the next thing that I'm going to chat about is B12. And this is a super unique one. It is a complex molecule, but something that I certainly didn't know for a long time is that B12 is actually a bacteria that is found in the soil. Animals are incapable of producing their own B12, but rather get it from the bacteria that's in the soil. So when they consume plants that have this bacteria on them, or for us, you know, 100 years ago before everything was over sterilized, you know, we would eat our crops and maybe they would have a tiny bit of dirt left on them and so we will be getting that B12. However, today's factory farmed animals do not consume a natural diet nor are they eating grass and also the soil has been basically over sterilized itself. So we've over sterilized our entire world and the soil. So that B12 is not there. So today's animals are actually supplemented with B12. So the factory farmed animals of today are injected with needles some B12. So why not just supplement ourselves, you know, rather than going to the middle animal? There's no need. So plant sources include seaweed, spirulina, and many different brands of nutritional yeast have B12. There's also, of course, supplements. I have a spray that I sometimes use by the brand Garden of Life that I really love. Um, but this is a common one that people claim that so many vegans and vegetarians are so deficient in, but I can assure you, none of my friends who are vegan or vegetarian have any B12 deficiency. And my blood work came back and it was off the charts with B12, like so much B12. And when I say I had that supplement, I don't even use it that often. Like I'm th I get mine, I suppose, from the spirulina. I make a smoothie several times a week with, um, you know, the spirulina powder in the smoothie 
which like I said, has B12 and you don't even need that much B12. So like I said, I have plenty of it. It shouldn't be very difficult at all to be getting your B12. So the last thing I'm going to talk about is not a vitamin or mineral, rather it is a fat and that is omega-3s. The benefits of omega-3s include uh, anti-inflammatory, heart health, hormone health, eye health, digestion, like tons of different things. It is really, really important. But most people only associate omega-3s with fish like salmon. However, you can definitely obtain omega-3s from plant sources. So omega-3 essential fatty acids or EFAs are in flax seeds, chia, pumpkin seeds. And then there's also uh, two other types of omega-3 fatty acids that are important, which are DHA and L, or sorry, ALA. And the best source of this is going to be algae. I love to get it from, um, there's a pill that I take from Nordic Naturals. It's an algae supplement, which is really great. So just like people take fish oil, you can take an algae oil. Those are some of the main things that I would say are important to be focusing on. But another one that is super important, essential macro mineral is magnesium. And this can often also be an issue with people who have taken um, birth control or on birth control. Other medications and long-term use of medications can cause magnesium deficiency, chronic disease, uh, leaky gut, digestive disorders. Um, also, the soil depletion can cause magnesium deficiency in your or loss of magnesium I'll say to our food magnesium is considered the anti-stress mineral so it basically relaxes your whole body and your blood vessels and your gastrointestinal tract so I like to take it before bed I think that that's it's a really great way to wind down and just kind of like I said anti-stress relax the body uh other sources for magnesium are Dark green vegetables are great sources. Most nuts and seeds and legumes have super high amounts of magnesium. Soy products, especially tofu. Uh, nuts like almonds, pecans, cashews, Brazil nuts, uh, whole grains, brown rice, and then avocados and dried apricots are also good sources for magnesium. So I hope this helps clear up any, uh, you know, concerns that you had or misconceptions or maybe just giving you new ideas for different foods to add into your diet. Add zuki beans. Those were definitely a new one for me uh, the last, I think, year of my life. I went to this restaurant. I can't remember where we were. It might have been New York. Um, the food scene up there is amazing, naturally. It, pretty much any big city has a great plant-based food scene, but they had adzuki beans in one of the dishes. And I was like, what? Uh, they're delicious. They're different. But um, yeah, so that was one. Brazil nuts, that is something that I didn't have for the first, you know, 30 years of my life. Uh, you know, spirulina, all these things. They're new to a lot of us. But also, if you don't want to add these weird things <laughs> um, or, you know, kind of foreign things, you don't have to. I mean, there's other sources just, you know, whole foods, whole beans, legumes, grains, you know, you can get all those things locally. 
um, yeah, just like adding in a, a wide variety of of all the whole foods that you can find in your area is super helpful and beneficial. So this is a much shorter episode for me, and I'm not sure how I feel about that. I definitely was a little stumped on what I was going to chat about. This had been an idea a long time ago to talk about these things, but, you know, having all these guests on, I had kind of been spoiled by not having to think about anything else other than what I was going to interview them about. And, but I like talking about these different subjects on my own. I think it's a lot of fun to just kind of jump in. But at the same time, yeah, it was, it was kind of overwhelming, but I hope y'all liked it and I hope you got something out of it and I hope you learned something. And if any of y'all have suggestions or episodes that y'all would like to hear about or learn about, please let me know. Shoot me a message, shoot me an email, whatever. For the next month, I have on several different guests who are going to be chatting about uh, mind and spirit and some kind of different subjects that we have touched slightly on in some past episodes, but we are going to seriously dive right in on uh, on some really cool stuff that I think you're going to be excited about. I will just say this, hypnosis, meditation, and yoga. So I can't wait to share more as we get a little bit closer to the time, but for now, that is where I will leave it. And also... I think I'm going to take a seasonal break, maybe at the beginning, uh, beginning of December, and then I'll jump back on in the beginning of January 2020 and start a whole new year of the podcast. So I'll just take kind of a couple of weeks off for the holidays, but I'm excited. I've been having so much fun doing this podcast, and I appreciate all of you. Thank you so much for liking, sharing, subscribing. Please do all those things. If you're enjoying the podcast, you can also uh, leave a review or you can leave me a tip on tipalink.com if you're finding them valuable Uh, or on my website, therefinedhippie.com. There is a small coin in the bottom right-hand corner that you just click that. There's a little slide over and whatever you want. It could be $2, $3, but I've talked about tipalink before. And I will continue because I think it's a great platform. But uh, yeah, it's for anybody who has a uh, is producing content on the Internet. They can get their supporters or their fans to help them uh, monetize. They can tip them money. So musicians, artists, bloggers, podcasters, anybody can use it. You can learn more at tiplink.com and follow me on Instagram at the refined hippie. Until next time, my lovely friends, peace and plants.